I grew up near Windsor, Ontario, just across the river from Detroit, Michigan. Detroit is home to a number of sports teams, and by far the least pathetic of these teams has been the Detroit Red Wings. Yes, that's a dig on you Lions fans. Bless your hearts. The Red Wings had a bit of a dynasty going through the 90s while I was in grade school. I was a sold-out Wings fan for years, but then the Quebec Nordiques were transferred to the city of Colorado and became the Colorado Avalanche. Strangely, the Avalanche suddenly got really good and won the Stanley Cup championships in their very first official season as a team. I'll admit, I went through the summer of 1996 as a bit of an Avalanche fan. I mean, who couldn't appreciate a team who was so good right out of the gates, right? I've tended to flop like this a bit when I root for my teams, and my wife, Louisa, always rags on me for this. But bandwagon or not, I'm not ashamed to admit that I like to be on the winning side, and I bet you do too. People like to be on the winning side. This is one of the biggest causes of mockery and teasing, especially in our younger years. It feels good to be part of the winning crowd, so people tend to band together against weaker targets and push them down. This makes the crowd feel strong. After Pilate handed Jesus over to the religious leaders, an all-out violence and mockery began. Jesus was the target of the crowd. The mocking came from every direction. The religious leaders began by mocking Jesus' claims to be the Son of God. They said, He saved others, but He can't save Himself. Matthew 27:42. Then the soldiers, who were hired members of the Roman army, likely took extra pleasure in tormenting and mocking one of the Jews. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Luke 23:37. Passers-by watched as this public beating and crucifixion took place in their busy city of Jerusalem. You said you would destroy the temple and build it again? Well, save yourself. Matthew 27 and 40. Even the other criminals who were being beaten and crucified next to Jesus joined the crowds in their mockery. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. Luke 23 and 39. Now, do you see a common thread in all of these taunts? I find it interesting that even across the different Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the crowds are always described as taunting Jesus to save himself. If you are who you say you are, get off the cross. If you really are God's son, deliver yourself. We are strong and now you are weak. If you're so good, save yourself. But he didn't. Instead, he just kept taking the whips, taking the mockery, taking the rejection, and taking the nails. As we have seen all week so far, Jesus had his face set in one direction. No taunting or temptation would draw him from it. Why? Because he trusted what was on the other side of the beatings and the mockery. 
one New Testament writer says this, We set our faces to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Hebrews 12 verse 2. What was this joy which was set before him? The second half of Hebrews 12 verse 2 says that Jesus disregarded the shame of the cross and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus trusted deeply in what others couldn't see. That as God's son, he would be carried through. He would be lifted up again. He would wake up in the blessing of God. And even if there was great suffering through the night, joy would come in the morning. There's nothing cheap or easy about the cross. The mockery and the torment were real and heavy. Remember, Jesus agonized in the garden looking ahead to these final moments. But as the child of God who set his face towards his father, Jesus could say, Even if I am slain, I will trust in you. The father does not let his child remain crushed under any power or any punishment. Are you a child of God? Are you held by the same loving arms of the Father which carried Jesus through his torment and pain? Jesus endured the mockery and the torment of the cross and welcomes you now to be a child of God with him. Let's pray. Jesus, you are the oldest brother of God's children. When we're connected to you, we are children of God as well. Your spirit is in us, which allows us to say, Abba, Father. As children of God, help us live with the same faith and conviction you lived with. For the joy set before you, you endured the cross. With your face set towards eternal life. Amen.